Saints, the keys of authority, it is, it is exousia. It is the delegated authority of God, of the kingdom of heaven that Jesus teaches about in Matthew 16 to 18. Amen? It's God's authority. It is his delegated, assigned, entrusted authority from God himself. Placed into our hands. Placed into our lives. And as believers, the body of Christ must stop playing patty cake. Well, you have a younger generation. You don't know what that is? Google it. <laughs> believers have got to stop playing patty cake with their enemies and put Satan under their feet and be the cause and the effect speaking to every mountain to be removed. Can I prophesy to you by the Holy Ghost? Yes, Brother Michael, you can. Commanding every Goliath to be defeated, saints. To shut the mouths of lions, the gossip, the slander, and the accusations spoken against you. To remove any infirmity, affliction, sickness, or disease. Anything that is in opposition or contrary to the word of God that has attached itself to your lives. Tonight we stand with the explanation of cause. Now we're going to talk to you about effect. Effect is a changing is a change resulting in an action causing something to happen to bring about or to become operative. It is causing a result. It is having an impact. It is the result with force. And when the word of God is applied, it will cause the natural realm in the earth to become subject to the supernatural realms of God. Cause and effect. Here's a phrase from effect. To put the word of God into a situation to become the cause and effect, overriding, superseding the laws of physics. Let's pull an example from the Bible, saints. The people of Israel in bondage for 400 years. As a result, as you read through the scriptures and, and coming down to the great exodus, you see why they were put into bondage, because of the rebellion of their forefathers. And then all of a sudden, God sends a deliverer, Moses. You know all of the story. And Moses comes with a profound declaration against Pharaoh and and. He begins to, to talk to Pharaoh and pleads with Pharaoh and, and gives him opportunities to, to let God's people go. But Pharaoh refused. That spirit of antichrist, that spirit of rebellion was so strong. Leviathan itself was so strong in operating, and, and he refused. And it took all what it took for God to do to finally get the attention of Pharaoh to let Israel go. So what does God do? He brings the people of Israel to the borders of the Red Sea. And, be, and God begins to become the cause and effect for the deliverance. And you know the story. What does God do? He stands there. Uh, Moses do. He stands there with the scepter. And he says, behold the salvation of the Lord. 
And as it is written, and many will refute it, the Bible says that God supernaturally came against the laws of physics and parts the Red Sea. And in an instant, that land that was saturated by water now becomes solid ground. Come on, solid ground to where the people and the, and the wagons could cross, cross and get to the other side. The word of God, cause and effect. I'm not going to go into any more of that story. You all know the conclusion of that. And so we're talking about the supernatural manifestations of God, cause and effect, to where God operates in the realms of the supernatural, to where he himself, who is the uncreated one, begins to work on what he's created. And he himself begins to defy the laws of physics. Who but God could part the Red Sea? And I'm going to throw this out to you today, and it is not even in that, but hallelujah. If God has to part the Red Sea again to prove to the world that he is God, he's going to do it. Amen? All right, come on. All right. And so again, the, the example of God's heart towards us with cause and effect, he's able to cause the supernatural things to take place. He can defy the laws of physics. He can speak to a man or woman of God and ask him to speak into something that is relatively impossible according to the laws of physics and make it happen. Tonight we got a good word. Tonight we got a sure word of prophecy. To the screen, please, 2 Kings chapter 6. And I'll be reading from... The Amplified, and, and this is all the scripture we're going to give you here tonight. Go home, do some homework. All right. 2 Kings 6. Now the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, Now, no, look now. The place where we live near you is too small for us. Please. Let us go to the Jordan River and let each man take from there a beam for the building. And let us make a place there for ourselves where we, we may live. And the prophet answered and said, go. It's interesting, too, because a teaching that came forth last Monday night from the young prophet Andrew who was speaking about, um, where am I going to go with this? Wow, I just lost it. It was right on my mind. Go, 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 go revisit the stream. I just totally passed my mind here. Okay. Uh, hallelujah. And he answered and said, go. Oh, there it is. Hallelujah. And so in that time, in that time, uh, kings were not, people would go to the king's uh, I'm sorry, they would go to the prophets to hear from the word of God. And then in his teaching, Andrew began to explain how at the time, uh, those people no longer wanted a prophet. They wanted to hear from a king. So God anointed Saul and blah, blah, blah. You know all that story. All that. All to say. So here, the prophet's on the scene, and he begins to make a declaration. And he says, he says uh, they say to, to Elisha, a place for ourselves where we may live. And he answered. He says, go. Then one said, please be willing to go with your servants. They were asking Elisha to escort them, to be part of this. 
Um, and when they came to the Jordan, they cut down some of, of the trees. But it happened that as one was cut down a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried out and said, Oh no, my master, it was borrowed. In other words, he borrowed the axe and now it was in his possession. And he was responsible for the, that, that axe head. And he cried out and said, oh, no, my master, it was borrowed. And the man of God said, watch this, the man, the man of God said, where did it fall? And when he showed him the place, Elijah cut off a stick and threw it there and made the iron axe head float. When God speaks a word to the mouth of his prophet, instructs him to do something, that in the natural would be, seem to be impossible, God will move, move on their behalf and cause the unnatural to become natural. Amen. Come on. Amen. He said, pick it up for yourself. And so he reached out with his hand and he, and he took it. So the prophet receives a word of knowledge. As a result, the recovery of the axe head that was loaned comes forth cancellation of a final debt to the borrower. Cause and effect. Is somebody in the house? Amen. Cause and effect. I'm going to break this down to you, for you today really quick. Prof, prophets use the, the prophet used the resources of God's creation that are symbolic to what are identified in the realm of the spirit. So God tells, he instructs the prophet of God to take a stick. What does a stick represent? It's, it's a representation of the wood. I got to slow down. I'm getting excited. A representation of wood. What is representation of wood? The cross. The cross of Christ was made out of wood. Amen? Amen. Don't look at me like that. So uh, the, the wood, it's an element, a component associated to a wooden cross that represents an altar of sacrifice. And from an altar of sacrifice comes uh, providing salvation, providing redemption, providing restoration, and providing provision. In this one act, a cause and effect, as a prophet did what God told him to do, brings forth this axe head that was defies the laws of physics, brings forth this axe head, puts it into the possession of the one who borrowed it. Amen? Amen. Salvation. Come on. Amen. Redemption. Come on. Restoration and provision. Water. Where the, uh, where the axe head fell in the water and where the stick was thrown in the water, water represents the Holy Spirit which is faith, peace, joy, cleansing, restoration. It, he represents wisdom, understanding, counsel, uh, and, and counsel. And when the action of the prophet was, un, was unctioned by the Holy Spirit to toss the stick, the wood, into the water, the two things, the two elements, the stick and the water became one. And at that moment, the miraculous, the supernatural power of God did not cease to defy it, it eluded, it did not elude the laws of physics, putting a demand of what God instructed the prophet to do, resulting in the cause and the effect for restoration, provision, and a cancellation of debt. 
turn to somebody and say, cause and effect. I got this. Oh, come on. Tell him, I got this. So today we turn to the book of Esther and we're going to finish this up. To Haman who built a, a scaffold or a gallow for another ended up to his own death by hanging hanging himself, a hanging that was planned for Mordecai. And in Esther 4.16, during all the chaos and confusion to the planning of the annihilation of the Jews, listen to Esther's response to her uncle Mordecai. Her action, her declaration became the cause and effect that saved a multitude of Jews. She says, go gather all the Jews that are present in Susa and observe a fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, nights, or do not drink for three days, night or day. And I and my maids will also fast in the same way. I want to put a stop here. Oftentimes we hear churches, and I'm not, I'm not discounting, I'm not saying it's wrong. I mean, I'm just saying, listen to this. Oftentimes uh, a church or yeah, a ministry will cause, will call the assembly into a fast. And then they independently choose how we're going to fast. Well, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it that way. But look at the effect when they all fast in the same manner. Come on. In the unity of the Spirit of God. Watch what, oh God. Can I get a witness in the house? Kararabasharaka. And I and my maids will fast the same way. Then I will go to see the king without being summoned, which is against the law. And the Bible tells us that if you were to be presented before the king, if you didn't have an appointment and you just showed up, that was it. Off with the head. And she says, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Cause and effect. A declaration. The cause and effect of a declaration set in motion through prayer and fasting. Oh, somebody help me. Resulting in the salvation of a people of faith, a religion and a culture. We see cause and effect throughout the Bible. Jesus' confession, he declared on the cross to the Father and to the world. It is finished. Cause and the effect. Resulting in eternal salvation. His declaration still passes through the cords of time that he, Jesus, accomplished what the Father of glory sent him to do. The rolling away of the stone in front of the borrowed tomb where Jesus was buried was the cause and effect of an empty tomb. The results, resurrection power. The ascension. Supernatural power, cause and effect. Jesus ascends ascends into heaven and sits at the right hand of his Father in glory. Cause and effect. The day of Pentecost, a mighty rushing wind speaking in tongues, unknown spiritual languages understood by all who heard them. Cause and effect. Your confession of by faith to receive your salvation. It becomes the cause and the effect of what God's 
of what God's word says it will do. Will somebody shout with me? Come on, shout with a, a, a shout of, join me in a, a shout of glory to God. Come on. Okay, I got, I got to come down. I'm ready to lay hands. So, so, beloved of God, does the word of God change from generation to generation? No. no. The word of God is the same as it was yesterday, as it is today, and as it will be tomorrow. The next day and every day, even into eternity. Your reference for a confirmation on this declaration is found in Hebrews 13.8. Read it. It is the use by the believer that every word that proceeds from their mouth will be the cause and the effect, resulting in action responding both in the natural realm and the earth's atmosphere and in the supernatural realm of the atmosphere in the spirit realm. What, a, what is a spiritual law designed by God and designated by God that no man or no devil can change? So today we want to encourage you tonight. You've got your, your papers written down. Amen? Amen. Only this side? <laughs> You've got your, your, your papers written down. Amen? Amen. So what we're going to do today, that the word of God would become a cause and effect upon your lives. Is as you step into this by faith, it may seem a little bit silly. I'm telling you what I know by the Holy Ghost. We're going to ask you to stand up, bring that piece of paper, and when you bring it up, crumble it up into a ball. Come on, and we're going to put it in this trash bag. We're going to have you put it in this trash, and we're going to get rid of the garbage. I said we're going to get rid of the garbage that the enemy has tried to put into your life. So with that said, those of you who want to stand up, come on and place it in, in, into the bag. Amen. Let me get out of the way. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Masambarabaka. And saints, don't give credence to the enemy and allow him to try to bring back or give back to you what you just, just discarded. Come on, y'all trying to be polite up here. Just throw that thing in there. Get in there. Jesus. So let me repeat that again. Don't allow the enemy to try to bring you back to those things that you've just discarded. Don't let them. You've got exousia. You have delegated authority to keep the enemy in his place so you can remain in the, remain in the place that God has set you. So listen 
Listen what the Spirit of God is saying here tonight. Oh. Amen, amen. Let's just get rid of this. We're going to throw that out in the trash. Hallelujah. It is done. Hey! Saints, listen to what the Spirit of God is saying here tonight. To the feeding of the 5,000 by praying into the two fishes and the five loaves becomes a cause and effect for God to, fill, to, to feed a multitude of people. The woman caught in adultery. God says, go, and Jesus says, go and sin no more. Cause and effect. The beggar outside the temple receiving life into his paralyzed legs when Peter spoke a decree. Cause and effect. The woman with the issue of blood, her spoken confession, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Cause and effect. And to the 120, if we remain in this up room in a few days, we will receive power from on high. Cause and effect. Brother Michael, uh, that happened then. Uh, can it? Does it happen now? Yes. Yes, it can. And you can bet on that in the life of Jesus that it can. I'm going to ask you to turn to somebody right now and with the authority that God has given you and with the assurance that is in you, say cause and effect. Throughout the entire Bible, the reader is witness to the cause and effect to every situation when God's word is applied to it. You who are born again, you, you who are born again and your spirit that has been made alive to God, you as an adopted son or daughter of God, grasp, come on now, grasp, take hold of the importance, the benefits of speaking God's word into every life-giving experience. What are you talking about, Brother Michael? Reading from the scriptures out loud will have a cause and an effect upon your life and upon the situation. Speaking the words of knowledge into the atmosphere will have its cause and effect upon what you're speaking into. Prophesying through the unction of the Holy Spirit will have a cause and effect. Action on what God is instructing you to act on by faith will have its cause and effect. God doesn't set you up to cause you to fail. The moment you're ready to step out in faith and do what he's asking you to do, he will send heaven to back you up 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Angels on assignment. Menacing angels. Warring angels on assignment. Cause and effect. What was the cause and the effect when you spoke by faith to confess your sins to God and ask Jesus to be your Savior and Redeemer? The result, the cause and effect, eternal salvation. 
In the life of the centurion, his confession of faith, a word spoken became the cause and effect resulting in the restoration of the life of his servant. In the life of God's chosen handmaiden to birth the Holy Christ, child Jesus, who would be Savior to humanity. Her word spoken, her confession by faith became the cause and effect of that word becoming a reality. Come on, go figure. Go figure. God's approach to every one of his sons and daughters, you and I. His intention is to give you his very best. His intention for you is to prosper in everything in this life. Your lives change and alter by your own confession to do and say what Jesus said you could do in his name. The cause and effect, what? To open blind eyes, to unstop deaf ears, to cause the blind to see, the lame to walk. So tonight we're going we're gonna to get down and dirty. <coughs> and I can't force you into this. This has got to be your choice, your will. But I know that there's an impending work of the Holy Spirit right here and right now. To bring each one of us into this place of complete deliverance from the things that are associated of this world that are not of his kingdom. To cause us to step out and eliminate the trauma and the wounds from our past and allow the Holy Spirit to do what he's been set to do in us and through us. I am so done with this stuff of the past. I'm done with the enemy trying to entertain me to pull me back into those things. I'm done. Because I see my future which is full of the prosperity. Uh, of what God has intended for me. Brother Michael, you don't know what I've been through, what has happened to me. No, I don't. But you don't know what I've been through and what has happened to me. But this one thing I know, there is a deliverer. Hey! There is a healer. There is a Savior, and His name is Jesus. And He is here right now to meet you face to face to be the cause and the effect for deliverance, for healing, and for restoration of your soul. The time for responding to trauma as a victim from your past, trauma to the present, and any trauma intended for your future changes right here and right now. God has given you his divine authority to make you stand for yourselves from anything that is opposed to the word of God intended for you. For you to be your own advocate, to be the cause and the effect, to be your own voice speaking to every situation for deliverance. To come out and away from being a victim to being a victor. In Jesus' mighty name. Three more pages, but the Lord's putting a stop. I know Pastor Fred, you've been in Holy Ghost aerobics, but I need you to help me to come up here again. We got to move this back.
Just close it, yeah, because this is stuck. Just put it right where it belongs, in front of the cross. Share sukas. And I don't know what it is in your lives. You know what it is. And when God began to present this message to be a cause and effect upon our lives, in the spirit I saw the altar call. Now you came up here, you followed the instructions given to us by the Holy Spirit. You wrote those things down. It's put in the trash can. It's been eliminated. Come on. Please hear this. It's been extracted and it's been eliminated from your lives. And so when the, when the, when the enemy comes with that voice, when he comes with accusations, when he comes with lies, when he comes with an assignment to try to torment you and cause, try to cause you to revert to the things of your past, take a stand. Come on, take a stand. Put him in his place. Since God, God has given you his authority. And all this is purpose for your life too. So when others come to you, you'll be able to give them the understanding of what God is saying. The body of Christ is hurting. Our brothers and sisters in the faith are hurting. They haven't heard such a word as this. But now that you've heard it, you become responsible for doing what God is asking you to do. Amen? And so today, uh, I'm going to present this to you today. Uh, and we've got oil up here already prepared. And if this word is ministered to you, we're going to ask you to come up in just a minute. Ask you to come up. We're going to line you up. We're going to anoint you with God. But we're going to anoint you with, with oil. And as you come up, come up with the expectation of what God has said here today has been applied to your life. That there be no variance and no compromise. That you come up to receive, watch this, to receive a fresh anointing from the Holy Spirit that you can begin to implement it and, and, and cause it to, to be that cause and effect in your lives. So, Father, we thank you. We know that you're not done here right now, but we thank you for what you have already done. And as we proceed, Lord, to come up to this altar and present it to you, this act of faith, knowing that according to your, your word, you become the cause and effect for total restoration, healing, provision, and deliverance in each one of our lives. Yeah. Here's the vision. There is an altar set up here. In front of the altar, I see the river of God. And it's flowing. It's moving through this house. As you come up, step into that river for that refreshing. God's saying, not only a refreshing, but for a renewing of your mind. To begin to think as Christ would think. To speak as Jesus would speak. 
to act as Jesus would act, a refreshing and a renewing of the mind here tonight. Here tonight. If you believe this word is not from Brother Michael and you know that it's from the heart of Father, I'm going to ask you to stand up, come to the altar, and we're going to anoint you. Shake preticas. Shake city. Surabababakasan. 